Asian Pop Nation on Sin 90.7. This is Asian Pop Nation on Sin. We played Lalka's Hold Me featuring Evangeline from her upcoming EP Euphoria. We actually interviewed Lalka a couple of months ago, so if you want to hear our interview with her, check it out on any podcast streaming service. Just search up Asian Pop Nation. And we also played Alan D's For Your Soul because Asian Pop Nation is here to help soothe your soul with some Asian pop culture discussions and some awesome Asian music as we start your night with some discussions about Squid Game, the hit Netflix K-drama that has been taking the world by storm, as well as some more discussions with myself, Senya, Aaron, Celeste, JP, and Leisha about Cowboy Bebop, the new live-action opening which was released, and the announcement that Super Mario Bros. is going to be turned into an animated film. So we've got a lot of discussions here tonight, but we're going to start it off with Starry Night by Wei. Keep it here on Asian Pop Nation. This is Asian Pop Nation. We played Wei's Starry Night. After that, we jumped over to Japan with a song by Tokyo Incidents called Primaru or Primal. And the last song you heard was Ilas, Dark Dream, because I had a dark dream a couple of nights ago, actually, where I was playing childhood games in order to earn money. Does that sound familiar? Well, we're going to talk about a show that's just like that, that's taking the world by storm. So take it away, Asian Pop Nation team. Okay, everyone, I, I got a question that i want you guys to answer do you guys like squids like to uh, eat <laughs> uh yeah yeah let's start with that do you like eating squids occasionally occasionally how about games do you like games where are you leading with it <laughs> the segue is- well <laughs> where i'm leading this is a squid game you guys know what squid game is? It's a squid. It's not just a squid, Aaron. It's a TV show. They're completely different. That's based on a squid? <laughs> no. Well, I mean, I thought it was going to be based on a squid, but it wasn't. For listeners that don't know what squid game is, squid game is a TV show on Netflix from Korea. And it's basically about a death game. Like people that are in super big debt, they get this card with a number on it and they call the number and then this shady looking car comes by and picks them up they kind of knock them out right and then they wake up and they're in this room and there they're forced to play like these kids games but then when you lose you die that sort of thing it's pretty crazy i watched the whole thing like last week it was pretty good reason we brought up squid game is because apparently people call the actual number on the tv show you know like on the business card there's a number yeah people have been calling that and it turns out there's actually another person on the other end of that line there's a guy who runs a business the article doesn't really mention what business the guy runs but he's basically been receiving about like four thousand calls a day from people who've been watching squid game very interesting and even more interesting is that a south korean presidential candidate has offered a hundred million won or in U.S. terms, like $85,000 to buy the phone number of the man with uh, the cool, mysterious, shady phone number. That's been pretty sick. He's basically been getting these calls from random people going, oh, I want to be in the game, you know, because that's what they say in the show. It's like, oh, I want to be in the squid game to get the the squid and the money. Yeah, the- that's it. The squid and the money. <laughs> the squid. And the, you know, they don't talk about much squid in that show. 
for a show being you were disappointed jp yeah i was that's my biggest criticism it was like i can't give it a 10 out of 10 there's no squids no squids false advertising i feel kind of bad for the guy though don't you think me too yeah he's just trying to live and you have all these like weirdos going hey (laughs) (laughs) can you unplug your phone i could just turn it off if i was getting that many Calls, well, then you, right? don't, you can't use your phone but isn't that for like a business purpose as well so it's kind of neat because what if there's like genuine i don't know customers or something yeah calling exactly. and they can't because it's just a bunch of people being like hey i want to play this game and win a bunch of money let me in let me in <laughs> and imagine not even knowing the show itself that just sounds so creepy just random people just being like can i join the game you know like what yeah. are you talking about I heard that it was getting calls in the early morning as well, like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Surely you can unplug it then. It's not like you're going to answer any business calls at that time. I actually read another article where a woman whose number was also in series was also bombarded with throwing phone calls. And she said that Netflix gave her money to, like, change the number, and it was, like, $1,000, like barely anything. Um, But she said that she couldn't really change the number because it was linked to her business, which posed a real big problem. Oh, my God. Surely you get good business, though, no? (laughs) Well, people are calling not business-related, just, like, random, can we play Squid Game (laughs) or something? Exactly, and they don't even, like, they've never watched a show either, too, and they're just like, so I'm selling hats here. Do you want one? (laughs) I was just going to say, I'm surprised that that many people are calling to say that they want to play the game. Imagine if it was a real number and then it's like, no, you're done. You're stuffed. You know, that van comes to pick you up later. Yeah. Would you guys actually like try to call the number? Like, let's say we heard no news about this sort of thing. Like, we don't know if there's an actual person behind the phone call. Would you be daring enough to call that number? No, because of like, it'll cost you international. Was it roaming costs and stuff like calling oh, the yeah, that's right. <laughs> No, my plan yeah. only allows free coverage in Australia. It costs more for international. You're I cheap. love that logic. Yeah. Celeste, you're the kind that wouldn't fall for this type of game. You'd never be in debt. Like, you're careful. <laughs> Maybe they have branches in other countries. You know. Oh, oh yeah, there's an Australian good game. <laughs> oh wait, no, that's a spoiler. Shh, I can't say that. Oh, yeah. Spoiler. Don't worry, don't worry. If you don't know it's a spoiler, then like it's fine. spoils will come next week. Like next week. <laughs> exactly. okay. you have until next yeah. week to sort it out. Exactly. Yeah, Please anticipate it's... for actual review next week. <laughs> yes, yes. But right now we're just talking about like this poor guy. <laughs> this poor, poor man. Poor, and, poor uh, guy. And Celeste, the poor woman as well. Just mm-hmm. these numbers. <laughs> yeah. If you like squids and games, let us know. <laughs> An Asian pop nation where. On Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Let us know about, like, you know, the phone call thing. Or, like, would you do it? Would you not? Are you in debt? Are you not? <laughs> yeah. That sort of thing. You want to play the game? We can hear yeah. you up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Send us info about your financial status. For sure. Yes, exactly. And the six numbers in the back of your credit card. And then we'll send a van to you. Yeah. <laughs> not the- That's it. That's not creepy at all. No, no not, not at, at all. all. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> 
You heard it here on Asian Pop Nation. We played Horizon Serious. After that, we played Cypher's Blind. And the last song you heard was Syrup's Change featuring a go. Because it's been a bit of a change for seven female Afghan athletes who have moved from Afghanistan to Melbourne here in Australia. So we're going to chat a little bit about what that experience might have been like for them and also to welcome them to Melbourne. As you may know, things are a bit crazy in Afghanistan at the moment. But some good news were that seven female Taekwondo athletes from Afghanistan were able to come to Australia on visas after fleeing the Taliban and are planning to settle in Melbourne. So if you're listening, Taekwondo athletes, (laughs) welcome. Welcome. (laughs) But essentially the rescue mission that occurred to get their female athletes here to Australia started with a phone call from an international Afghan referee who currently lives in Melbourne and they called the chief executive of Australian Taekwondo and the two decided to establish a team to get visas for these eight women and it took about a week until the Afghan athletes decided to flee to Pakistan and the Australian team then had to secure like these letters from the Pakistan high commissioner and get them here to Australia. Unfortunately, there was an eighth athlete who had to stay in Kabul because her family were a bit worried for her safety. And all of these women, unfortunately, had to leave their families behind in Afghanistan to travel to Australia too. So I'm just wondering, would any of you leave your family behind to settle down in a new area if your life depended on it? Yeah, how tough of a question that is. (laughs) Depends on the scenario. Like if... (laughs) Another country was offering me a well-paying job. Hell yeah. (laughs) It's hard because it's like our parents would have done that, left like environments in Asia and then come down. Surely we could do the same. Yeah. (laughs) We'd have the courage. (laughs) Do we? It's given we know Taekwondo, right? So like we we kick our way out of our troubles into a new land. I feel like I'd be the kind of, you know, Taekwondo my way out. Oh, yeah. And, you know, go to another country. But then after a while, I'd be like, oh, man, I should like save my family. So I Taekwondo way my way back in, you know, <laughs> one by one. Yeah, yeah one by back one. And forth. Defeat my enemies with my <laughs> dragon kick. That's like a new anime series or a Shit. video game. Yeah. <laughs> Investors, you better be listening still, you know. Like, but yeah. I find it interesting that athletes get their own kind of special visa. I've heard a couple mm. of Afghan athletes trying to flee using their athleticism or their skills in a sport to get out. So I wonder what the value is sort of being an athlete. In it's training. almost like being an actor, right? Aren't you performing for people? For like a bunch of people in the stadium. Does that grant you asylum? Does <laughs> <laughs> being a good performer grant you asylum? I suppose if people look up to you and are hopeful because of you. Is anyone inspired by any athletes or did none of us really follow sports enough? Oh no, I feel like we had this combo before during the Olympics where we're just oh, like, really? none of us are very, we don't <laughs> keep up with the sports world. My apologies. Uh, uh, like, but, I just keep up when it's, like, in an international scale and then, like, the country that you're national and all that stuff. And then the people that represent your country are there and they're winning medals. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wow, yes, I love these athletes. Oh, and yeah. The mo- <laughs> and then when the moment's gone, I'm like, 
oh wait i don't know all these people name anymore <laughs> yeah i mean that's fine too how about you aaron yeah you like athletic he used to do it back when i was a kid i mean he used to did uh football and talk about no back then but now, oh. not really no oh. me. how about athletes are there any athletes you follow no oh man i think i might be the only one in here you follow an athlete? No, Wait, well, you follow. Well, I don't. I don't like follow athletes. I think they're more like martial artists. I really like uh, martial artists. Uh, like you know, let's say uh, an example everyone knows. You know, Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, he's. No. Oh, you don't know Manny Pacquiao? You he's have like to be a, like Filipino to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to worship but, him. Yeah, basically. But if you're like Filipino, you basically know Manny Pacquiao. He's like the top boxer. He's now a senator. And I and heard he's, he's going senator, to run apparently. for president. And he's going to run for president, too. He's going to become like a boxing society. Like, if you want to become the president, you have to box your way up and defeat the president. Uh, yeah. But I think it's like the tendency to, at least in the Philippines, I'm not sure in other countries, to vote people that you recognize, whether they're a politician or not. Yeah. Like a couple of terms ago, there was an actor who was, became president. Oh, he didn't right. do a good job, but oh, <laughs> they're oh. like, oh, I know him, and then voted him as, uh, yeah. as president. So it probably might be the same as Pacquiao, but maybe he'll probably. he'll do a better job. No, but I mean, beyond Mani Pacquiao, you know, there are a few like names I know. I yeah. think I know one that's like, uh, oh, it took a while for me to think because she's like retired now. She doesn't really uh-huh. do it anymore. But I was thinking like similarly because she's like Malaysia's heart and soul. If you're thinking of sports athletes, it's Nicole uh-huh. David. She used to be the world number one squash player. And oh. she's always the person you use when, like, because Malaysia has never won like a gold medal in the Olympics before. But she's always the one that's used that whenever olympic season comes every malaysian will say if squash is included in olympics we would have gotten our gold already yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i see I love her. she's really cool or genuinely she, she was very humble very cool and i hope she's doing well in her retired life now that's what athletes do you know they uh, they they provide room for nationalistic that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know? I think it's 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 especially strong for countries that have never won like a gold medal <laughs> or anything at all. You know. Yeah. But so, I guess that leads to the question: These Afghan taekwondo athletes are they going to still compete as Afghanistan or as Australia now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they're listening, you know. <laughs> yeah, play for whoever you want. Man. Yeah, exactly. But I think <laughs> Afghanistan would enjoy that more than australia i think australia has <laughs> yeah. kind of become desensitized i think there's always that expectation that oh yeah we're gonna win a couple gold medals oh, at yeah. the olympics and yeah if you're listening and want to let us know a little bit about the asian athletes you know you can always find us on facebook twitter and instagram at asian pop nation Wow, you're listening to Asian Pop Nation here on Sin. We played Dana Su's Day. After that, we played a song by Key called Bad Love. And the last song you heard was Trash's Give It a Try. Because Dorian Bandages, mm, maybe I should give it a try. Or maybe it would be, well, trash. So we're going to talk about it here in Asian Pop Nation about a Singaporean company who's been making bandages out of Dorian Husks. So the king of fruits in Asia is back 
with the yeah. usage aside from being super smelly um in, in singapore scientists have found a new purpose for durian and that is turning it into bandages so scientists at nanyang technical university in singapore are tackling food waste by turning discarded durian husks into antibacterial gel bandages and the process extracts cellulose powder from the husk after they are sliced and freeze-dried then mixes it with glycerol which is then cut into bandage strips that seems like a difficult process <laughs> good on you scientists and yeah singapore like consumes about 12 million durians a year so it's a lot <laughs> i'm surprised like singapore doesn't like smell of <laughs> like that's so many um but yeah they discard husks and the seeds and because of the amount of waste that is produced from durians from their husks and seeds it causes an environmental pollution and so compared to conventional bandages the organohydrogel bandages are also made to keep wounds areas cooler and moist which can help accelerate healing so what do we think about these bandages yes or no do they so smell cool. like durian that's what i want to know oh, no. <laughs> that's what no. i want to know too i'm surrounded by anti-durian people <laughs> guys durian. you know i'm more surprised they eat like 12 million durians a year I don't remember eating that many durians when I was in Singapore. It's not just like durian itself. It's like, you know, there's so many durian flavored things as well right. in like uh -huh. Southeast Asian countries. Yeah. Like durian flavor ice cream, durian flavor, I don't know, mooncakes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's durian craze for life is what mm -hmm. I'll say. At least they're, they're making good use of the husks. I've never actually taken the time to think about like, what do you do with the husk and stuff once you're done? So it's also very cool to see use for band-aids. You know, I was I was in my design class and uh, they taught us about coconuts as well. And like when it comes to coconuts, they never waste anything. Like they take down the coconut and they extract the juice. They get the juices and then the husks they use to like tie strings and stuff together. Like they tie strings and rope and they make actual products with them, like baskets. And like then the leaves, they use it to make roofing. And it's like, there's no waste left, you know? It just reminds me of the coconut song, you know? The oh, coconut nut is a giant nut. Now we're going to make a durian one. We're going to make a durian <laughs> you, you know how you can get scratch and sniff stickers? Can you get scratch and sniff bandages? What? Yeah, <laughs> uh, so you're going somewhere like scratch and sniff durian, but like no. Right. I'm not be surprised. Surely, surely in Singapore there'd be like scratch and sniff durian stickers, Why? right? Oh, should should they do it like a Russian roulette thing? Like every six bandages is like a weird smelling one. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what would be the benefit of having scratch and sniff bandages but i guess i don't know what the benefit would be to have scratch and sniff stickers just it smells nice yeah I, it would be good for kids you know kids like that sort of stuff right but i thought you kind of advised not to scratch the area that is oh like, wait yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you're just scratching the place where it's itchy or it's bro as long as it makes profit like <laughs> it doesn't matter <laughs> i wouldn't <laughs> mind mango flavored Flavored? You could actually eat the bandages. That would be yeah. gross. Ew, um, you would no. um, do that. <laughs> That's disgusting. Actually, wait a minute. Use bandages. <laughs>
Actually, investors, please. Uh, no, 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 stop there. Uh, it could be. Yeah, <laughs> I'm scared. What's in it? Those with band aids. They don't taste very good that I've tried, but. <laughs> All right, you've exposed yourself now. <laughs> you heard it here. Remember, it's like, I'm not sure if people still do it at our age, but I remember in primary school, there'd be kids that like, I like the taste of my own blood. And then they'd be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one's like in primary school. There was that oh, kid I, that... I know, I know, a few. I, I was probably one of those <laughs> oh. as a kid. I mean, it's not too bad. It's like, it's just iron taste, right? Like, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's, you know. it's a bit bitter. Yeah. <laughs> it is unhygienic to eat old bandages. That's our public health announcement. For sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Just in <laughs> don't case. don't listen to Zenium. Make a mango flavored one, <laughs> But you know who would buy it? <laughs> well, I remember reading a while back that I think Southeast Asia was having a surplus in mangoes and didn't know what to do with them. So oh yeah, that was last year. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So next time it happens, just make bandage strips. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Your thoughts on doing bandages. Let us know on Facebook.com forward slash Asian Pop Nation or on Twitter and Instagram at Asian Pop Nation. You're listening to Asian Pop Nation. We played Jasmine Soko's Terms and Conditions. After that, we played Ba San Yao's Guizhou Zhu Xi Yong Lai Da Podi. And the last song you heard was Airlifts and Marks More Than Friends because... A couple of clowns around Singapore's schools seemingly want to be more than friends with you. So we're going to chat a little bit about this clown scare that's been happening right now. Singapore? You actually did something bad for once. Ooh. Although not exactly one of the greatest things you achieved, but yeah, i like to say congrats on apologizing for the clown stunt you did. Good job, guys. But the thing <laughs> is, let's go a bit of a history for this one. Singapore Academy's marketing team has caused a bit of a stir after they were spotted dressing as clowns, well, a couple of them anyway, they're visiting the neighborhood to promote its courses. But the director of that academy has apologized sincerely for the commotion that caused it and said there was no evil intention behind the costumes. I call bull, but that's the point. He's also said that the clowns had not approached children or asked them to follow them. Good job for them, because we don't want Ed the Pennywise to go back into the sewage again with Billy. And the company provided communication training, of course, to children, teenagers, adults, and cooperative groups. What does that mean for the last part? Is it telling that the kids are going to follow the clowns as a communicator and it's going to inherit that abilities like what Batman and Robin did? Uh, either way, you could say um, they clowned around too much. I feel like the marketing team made a big mistake and should yeah. be fired. Do you yeah, think they're getting awful. more publicity now, though? Because... Um, they are, but who's gonna want to take a yeah, course exactly. from an academy that marketed it this way? It's just like <laughs> clowns. What? <laughs> like yeah, exactly. It's like on one hand, everyone knows your name, but it's like no one's gonna go in there. There's gonna be like a clown that's just you open the door, bam. It's clown. a clown. It's a clown fest. <laughs> Only clowny families. What would be more friendly it. if they were? To come around in costumes. I was about to say, like you know, rabbit suits, like you know, big furry rabbit suits. <laughs> but at not the same like the, time, not like the Playboy bunny ones. No, I, like I was those. about, yeah, I was about to say that. 
And I was like, wait, no. Oh, but you know, it depends on your target audience as well, you know? Well, if it's kids, like a cartoon character, like a teddy bear, Snoopy, Hello Kitty. Educate yourself, yay! (laughs) Not Snoop Dogg. I mean, that'd be cool. It would be cool. But (laughs) it's better than a clown. Wait, who, what would you prefer, having Snoop Dogg advertising to kids or clowns? Snoop Dogg, of course. It's because Snoop Dogg has done, like, sorry, advertisements for, like, a cooking book. (laughs) That's the most funniest thing ever. Wait, 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 what are they cooking? Just regular food. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, wasn't it with, like, Martha Stewart or something? Because both of them are, like, BFFs. Uh, Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? I just find it strange that they decided a clown would be the best way of advertising a company that teaches like communication yeah. training. Yeah. What, what does yeah, that I mean, even mean? Like, I think we speaking? should we should like psychoanalyze them. You know, why do you think they use clowns of all things? I mean, do clowns have like a uh, cultural significance in Singapore? I, uh, uh, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think they have like secret shrines underground? Like oh, clowns. that's getting a bit dark. I hate clowns so much. In the sewers. <laughs> oh, no, we don't they're want a Pennywise. And they're peeking at you through your sink. <laughs> you know? yeah, it's maybe... really getting into the spooky season, huh? Yeah, maybe clowns are a bad We're idea. We're getting into to October. It so... is, yeah, it's going into October. <laughs> JP's so. starting yeah. early with the yeah. Halloween special. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Uh, maybe it's because clowns are just good communicators, jean but they don't talk but that's what makes them good communicators they don't even need to speak they're like mr bean (laughs) oh i mean like i kind of get it i get it if you study communication a lot of our communication comes from like 60 to 95 percent non-verbal but it didn't work in fact (laughs) (laughs) good intentions but maybe next time so sorry could this company do better i don't know (laughs) (laughs) think better yeah Aaron. where can people go if they want to unleash their i love or hate for clowns <laughs> one don't go to school that's the don't go to that academy or any academy in general because i don't want to repeat that <laughs> two don't go to the forest it's not friendly anymore three oh. if you yeah, trust me. I've seen too many horror movies. I regret that so much. Yeah, playing Freddy versus Jason for that all over again. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, number three. If you want to talk about clowns, especially how uh, a they are completely stupid for what they did, or b they are completely geniuses but also did the wrong move, you can tell us on Age of Pop Nation on the following links, such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Thank you for listening. Please don't clown around with anyone else again. Ah, uh, uh. you did it, <laughs> not me. <laughs> You're listening to Asia Pop Nation. We played Hollis's Let Me Not. After that, we played Mirror's Ninja. And the last song you heard was Hot Issues Icons, because Nintendo's global icons are going to be getting an animated film. Can you guess who? Well, it's none other than your favorite Italian plumber. So we're going to chat a little bit about that right here on APA. Uh, Yahoo! It's me! Clearly not Mario. I wish I was Mario. Chris Pratt? Oh, uh, yeah. You? <laughs> no. 
Yeah, Chris Pratt. Hey, you know, speaking of Chris Pratt, you know, there's a reason I did the whole Mario thing. So we're here to talk about this new Super Mario Bros. movie. Do you know that's a thing? It's a new thing. It's going to be animated. It's going to be released on December 2022. And what's more, Mario is going to be voiced by Chris Pratt. Princess Peach will be voiced by the Queen's Gambit's Anya Taylor-Joy. Uh, Seth Rogen will be Donkey Kong. And Bowser will be voiced by uh, Jack Black, of all people. But anyway, Nintendo's Shigeru Miyamoto said he hoped this would be a new piece of entertainment, which brings Super Mario Bros. to life on the screen that allows everyone to enjoy whether or not they know about the game. I don't know about this, guys. I mean, like, Celeste, you you have a very stern look on your face. I, I think... <laughs> people already know i don't really like mario the game you don't like mario the whole image of who mario is i can't believe this it you annoying don't, you don't like his lovely little mustache and it's so eyes. punchable i'm sorry <laughs> i just want to punch it in the face and every time people go but oh, it's a me mario. i'm just like <laughs> shut up i don't care oh my god well i'll admit he has a punchable nose it's like it's so round and like squishy <laughs> looking you know yeah. And it's gonna be a movie, and it's gonna be promoted everywhere. It's just gonna be so triggery. It's gonna be her worst nightmare come to life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of nightmares, apparently this is gonna be animated studio. <laughs> What's it called? Illumination. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. the one. They did a Despicable Me and like a bunch of other stuff. What's the yeah, other movie stuff? they did? I don't know. Sacred Life, uh, Life of Pets? Oh. Oh, oh, oh that. Oh. Okay. Mm, I haven't seen it, but I know. That <laughs> one. They did the Lorax, a couple of Doctor Seuss movies. Oh, the Lorax wasn't too bad. How no. the Grinch Stole Christmas with Benedict Cumberbatch? I haven't seen okay. that. So would this be like more of an American production than Japanese? I think so. It's, it sounds like it. Yeah, because yeah. Japan's got such good animation studios. What are you doing? <laughs> Not with 3D, though. I mean, actually, you know, Japan's, um, they're getting better with 3D. Yeah. I mean, but still, America and stuff, like, you go to them for 3D, if you want actual 2D stuff, which, by the way, is way more better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go to Japan for that. Yeah, but this is, I don't um, know, do you, think, do you think Chris Pratt's going to do an Italian accent? <laughs> he has to. I cannot imagine it. Yeah. Mario just being Chris Pratt. <laughs> I can't. I can't like, imagine Jack Mario. Black as Bowser. Like, yeah, what? that's weird. I can probably imagine Jack Black as Bowser because I'm pretty sure it's I mean, Jim Carrey managed to like we go into Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Maybe. Oh yeah, he was Eggman. Yeah, like he yeah. imagined Nella. Uh, I mean, I had some mixed feelings about him, but I still he think he did a good I'm job. Sure, yeah, but with. Jack Black, I think he's gonna do well with it. My only concern is just Chris Pratt as Mario. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Charlie Day the- as Luigi. I mean, if they brought Charles Martinetti to bring uh, voice those original two characters back, I'll be sold. I mean, I'm not oh a huge fan of Mario, but I'll still be sold of it. Has anyone yeah. seen the live action Mario film? Yes. <laughs> is it good? Do you think it'll be better than that? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I mean, I have a lot of love hate relationship with that movie in particular. That's really, I-, I can understand that. I can understand the hate part, but where is the love coming from? Oh. <laughs> yeah, back in high school, I liked the movie. Then a couple months later, I hated the movie, and then the following months later, I just like. I would just had a debate with it. Yeah, you made your peace with it. <laughs> no, I still haven't made peace with it at all. Oh, still battling. 
I think for me, I think this is probably just the best bad movie all time that me and my friends would probably just have a lot for the night. That's it. All right. I see. Is it a better bad movie than The Room? Yeah, a better bad movie than The Room. Yeah. Oh, really? All right. But at the same time, I think The Room also is going to have its own merits, but I don't know anymore. Yeah. Back to the accents and the speaking and stuff. I can't imagine Mario talking. Except for it's me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Like him having serious dialogue. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. It'll just be Chris Pratt doing sound effects the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) He just doesn't Just when he like grabs coins and And then reaches the flag. What's the noise it makes? Are you like, (laughs) (laughs) he he hums that. They had to cut the sound design teams on Slack. Do you think it'll do better than Detective Pikachu? I think that's the highest grossing mm. no. game. No, it's either Detective Pikachu or Sonic the Hedgehog. It was out of those two that were the highest rated films. Wait, are we talking about just Rotten Tomatoes? Or just oh, I think more like money-wise. Highest I think Detective Pikachu was a lot higher. But yeah. I haven't seen Sonic the Hedgehog. But I like I it more know. than Detective but, Pikachu. Yeah. Really? Yeah, but, I, but, but I also <laughs> think Sonic, Sonic might have gone pretty high because it came out during like covid time and it was like mm. the only movie you could see yeah yeah that's true kid. but yeah i also agree i probably like detective pikachu way more than sonic oh no i said sonic the hedgehog oh, sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> sorry. Wow. Just it just doesn't have any attachment to either games so i just kind of uh, like i want a smash bros crossover that's what i want uh-uh uh-uh but pikachu uh-uh. came first and then sonic now mario I want a Smash Bros. crossover. A, S- a Smash Bros. movie? With all the right Pokemon. <laughs> no, not all you... the Pokemon. Like, you got the established three. You got, like, Pikachu, Sonic, and now Mario's come up. I want a post crazy in Mario State. Hey, we're going to have a Smash Bros. crossover with Kirby in it, of all people. No, they'll have, like, the Smash letter come in, you know? Like, yeah. the letter with the Smash logo. Yeah. Oh, my God. If they're not going to do it, I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah. Well, it's going to happen. You said it, Aaron. You said it. I mean, just, uh, just watch Wreck-It Ralph and then sub in. All the that's true. Stuff. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He wasn't in there, was he? I think he was. He should have been. It's Mario, right? I don't mean, know. Ralph looks like Mario, but bigger and angry. <laughs> Not very Italian looking, though, I must say. But angrier. Yeah, but angrier. Yeah. yeah, that's it. But I mean, anyway, listener, if you're excited for the new Super Mario Bros. movie, we don't actually even know what it's going to be about. Like, mm-hmm. it's just an announcement. Like, we Princess have no... Peach is in trouble. Oh, or is she? <laughs> She's the hero of the... No. She's in another castle. I just hope Anya yeah, Taylor-Joy gets her paycheck. That's all. I love her so much. Uh, yeah. Let her get her paycheck. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Um, well, if you also hope that she'll get her paycheck, let us know on Facebook, <laughs> Twitter, and Instagram. <laughs> and, and if you think this castle is, is just a crazy fever dream and will wake up and this never existed. You're listening to Asian Pop Nation. We play Switch's Shiny Rain. After that, we played Haru's Timoi Pakoi. And the last song you heard was I and I, or I and I's Rocketeer, which is produced by 101 Japan's Season 2 winners. So, congratulations. And speaking of rockets, we're going to be talking a little bit about your favorite space cowboys right now who have gotten their live action opening, which is pretty controversial. 
but we're going to talk a little bit about those controversies here. Three, two, one, let's jam. What did they say? It was like, all right, everybody, let's get our stuff together. Okay. We're having a little jam moment session here. Can you imagine like a cappella? Oh my god, that would be interesting. It exists, I think. Yeah, like it a exists. barbershop quartet. Oh yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Tank by Yoko Kano, the epic opening song to Cowboy Bebop, mm. we talked about the live action series a little while ago, but a recent update is that they released the opening for the live action series, which of course features the iconic theme song from the original animated series, and I think I was kind of surprised. I mean, it's probably the safer option to go with the original than make a new opening. But yeah, it's been announced and people have put up comparison videos. So what do people think about the live action opening for me? Love it. It's good. <laughs> like, I originally thought they were going to do a new song and then change it. But yeah, no, they can't make it. a new song. Yeah, it's just iconic for the yeah. series, I feel. Not so. changing anything that's already been fixed. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's already perfect. perfect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> but yeah, I was saying to my friends that I don't care if the series is, isn't good, like if it's trash, as long as the opening's there, I'm yeah. still for the opening. Yeah. <laughs> I like how um, they kept everything the same. Like, they kept the editing, they kept the colors, like, the whole composition thing, you know, the whole, like, whoa, silhouettes, yeah. and, like, the yeah. words rushing through the screen. Yeah, the vibe is just kind of yeah. there. Oh. I'd say I'm still, like, so attached to the original one. So I'd say the original opening is edited a little better. But, like, man, this Netflix one is, like, it's fun. All the actors, they look like they're cosplaying. And I think it has another element of, like, yeah, this is going to be a fun show, you know? I also like it. It kind of makes sense, though, that you know how there's all this text that goes through the screen and the original, it was in English. Yeah, and then yeah. Netflix is now all in Japanese. But I just think it's really weird seeing real people in the opening. I think yeah, I'm just kind of yeah. used to seeing animated characters. And I think yeah. a lot of people, I remember reading in the comments saying that, oh, I wasn't really looking forward to the opening and then they showed the corgi and then everything was better and I liked it more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it yeah, kind of feels well. very comic book-esque, doesn't it? Yeah, or like collage, collage I still like it. It looks, yeah, it's quite yeah. aesthetic to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's just good. They also said since it's coming out in... November, which is quite soon. Um, Whoa, really? This Whoa. November? Yeah, this November. Yeah. November 19th. Whoa. Yeah, and it's not going to be an exact remake. It's just going to be like in the spirit of the original series. Oh, I, I, I'd rather oh. that than an actual yeah. remake, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just, I'm assuming it's going to be what, like a villain each episode and then they... Yeah, I'm excited yeah, to see the villains though because you get a sneak preview of it in the intro and then you'll see yeah, more Some of them it. look cool. Yeah. There's one with like, you know, an animal head mask. I don't know if it was a rabbit or a pig. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) It's there, but yeah, it's like there are these robbers, like they're walking into a bank and then they got these animal masks. Yes. That that sounds so good. Yeah, and I think one of them, you know, they shoot to the sky. And I'm guessing like they're like, you know, get in the ground. Give us your your woolongs. (laughs) That's gonna be 
makes me wonder there's that girl that's like crying in that surrogated kind of uh, that's probably spike's girlfriend yeah that's what i was thinking maybe. and um what's what's the name of the samurai dude vicious oh. yeah <laughs> oh, yeah Julia. no you know she's his girlfriend too so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Julia, i need to watch the original too. again yeah yeah again, this live action could change any way differently really yeah it's edwin of all people that's the yeah. little hacker kid, right? Yeah, I'm asking, where is Edward? I mean, oh my god, I forgot about the kid. <laughs> yeah, the kid. <laughs> oh my god. I don't think they showed it in the opening, I don't remember. No, they did not show Ed. Does that mean that he's not going to be in it? Oh <gasps> Maybe it's a surprise, you don't know. Okay. <laughs> it's a good cameo at the end. <laughs> I must say, though, I think you need a very talented actor to capture Ed's energy. Yeah. Ed is weird. Ed's a weird kid. They they were what, a teenager, but kind of acted like a five year old or something. Yeah, <laughs> we don't know how old Ed is. <laughs> I guess we'll find out soon. Maybe they make the cast. Maybe they have like the English cast or the subcast as like a bit of a cameo, like Stephen Ooh. Bloom. Yeah, that would be interesting. Be cool. Nice. I'm just hyped hearing you guys talk about it because I have no attachment to cowboy people. Oh, <laughs> have yeah. you seen it? Yeah, no. Oh, okay. Hey, Alicia, you should um, you should watch the original ones so that you get disappointed with the Netflix. Oh, Alicia, don't worry. Like, my only attachment is to the actual opening. That's, yeah, that's the only thing I know about it is the yeah. opening and a scene from the ending. Oops. You just but... yourself. Oh, yeah. Wait, what? Every, so every, dude, everyone, everyone knows the ending. Everyone, everyone knows the ending. ending. Yeah. Okay, you go on YouTube, like, and top, the 10, easy, yeah. top 10 saddest anime scenes you're gonna carry that weight he's still got the movie as well to watch oh yeah the movie's good oh yeah well. oh the movie's so good it was <laughs> so good that yeah yeah there was a movie a cowboy bebop movie didn't someone say it was like a good halloween movie or something no, yeah it is halloween. it's just on halloween oh. yeah the movie is so good that the naruto anime ripped off of it i'm not joking <laughs> yeah there's a fight scene in naruto that copied some of the fight scenes from Cowboy Bebop frame by frame. I, I don't mind. It's good. <laughs> it's a good fight scene. If you want to copy, copy from a good source. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, Naruto, they're overrated. Watch <laughs> <Like> Naruto. <laughs> Magic ninjas. Can't wait for the Naruto live action. <laughs> Netflix oh. Naruto live Netflix action. Netflix live action. Next, I'm Chris Pratt as ball. Naruto. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, he's blonde, right? <laughs> Wait, is he? He's not blonde. I don't know. <laughs> he's got like brown hair, right? Um, <laughs> anyway, please, space cowboys, space cowboys, let us know on Asia Pop Nation as we fly into the into the galaxy in search of Wulongs. This is Asian Pop Nation. We played Mont Stupidly in Love, Yuri Parks, Fine, and the last song you heard was Leanne's Shopaholic, because after seeing these sneakers, maybe you'll become a shopaholic and want to try and collect all 47 versions of them, or not. But we're going to chat some more about these Gator sneakers right now here on APN. In interesting fashion news of bridging culture and fashion together, Kyoto Traditional Cultural Innovation Laboratory what a name, recently announced a new type of sneaker which incorporates Hanao in, into its design. 
um, and fabric straps that keep Japanese traditional sandals called geta into your feet. So pretty much the design is kind of like, think about your classic white lace-up sneaker shoe. And then there's like tanao straps on top of it, which apparently is made using fabric sourced from all 47 prefectures of Japan, which is insane. Ooh. And yeah, as a result, I guess you kind of get a lot of variations for the sneaker and even having one representing a different prefecture. What do you guys think of the design? Because I'm it's, a, it's just a shoe with a, a sandal look- strap. Yeah, I'm reserving <laughs> my shoe, that's it. fashion opinion. For it. You don't have to reserve it. Tell us. <laughs> it just has no purpose. This <laughs> just have no purpose. Like it's, I mean, I appreciate the notion of like you know preaching culture and fashion mixing them together and all that stuff but the design is kind of bad in my opinion i know fashion subjective but in my opinion kind of look a bit it's a white shoe with like it's just it's bad i don't <laughs> like would you buy it like do you would, if you see it as would you buy it i think i, I would i prefer crocs over this to be honest <laughs> really you really went for the, like the clogs, crux. Those are comfortable. I don't think these would probably be comfortable, but another way you could wear it is potentially as a getter. So you, you just kind of squish the top bit and then wear it a bit like a flip flop. Oh my god! <laughs> and advertise as feeling lazy today. Just just slip it on. <laughs> exactly. So when you're like in the hurry, in a hurry to like get out, or you're just going to the mailbox or something, and you're not actually going to put your shoes on. You can just oh, do that. Oh, I see. I kind of don't get it because you have the shoe, right? And you have the sandal string thingos. <laughs> and then you have the sort of pin that goes down, the pin sit down. And on the picture, it just shows, like, you know, the sandal strap on the shoe. But I'm wondering, does the string go through the shoe? <laughs> into the shoe as well? So it's like you're, it's like there's a post inside the shoe that your toes can grab onto for extra grip, you know? <laughs> like, is it, is this one of those things? I can't tell. It doesn't show the inside. Uh, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't look like they went too far ahead with the idea. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's like a rose of just how much I don't like the design, but. I should have yeah. gone that extra level and had like those wooden. <laughs> the wooden. <laughs> the wooden stills underneath. Oh. Oh. Is that like comfortable though? I don't know. I've never actually tried. Yeah, you balance and like go downhill or uphill yeah, no. in those shoes. <laughs> no way. I'd buy them. You'll still buy them? Even yeah, though there's no, there's no toe gripping action? Even if, there's, you... if there is or if there isn't, I think I'd buy them. I think they look nice. Okay, fashion is All subjective. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aaron, do you think they look nice? Come on, back me up here. <laughs> It's just a shoe. <laughs> sure. Neutral. <laughs> neutral. neutral. That's fine. That's Six fine. inch heels are also shoes, but I don't want to wear them. <laughs> it's like saying that's a chair. Like it's saying like a chair was like weird designs and all that stuff. And I'm just it's gonna still say, a chair, you know? Yes, exactly. It's just a chair placed in the middle of a room. That's it. You just sit on it, and it's true. Yeah. You just wear it on your foot. That's it. Yeah. You know, if I had shoes like these, I could, like, you know, hook stuff to it. Like, I could get keychains and <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, oh. tie into it. But like, then yeah. you just have to, like, get your keys from your shoes. Yeah, no, I kick it up. You know, 
And then, like, make a lot of noise though if you're walking. Each yeah, step exactly. is just that's the point. point center of that. attention. At least yeah. you can see if anyone tries to steal it. <laughs> like yeah, that's it true. Up. You know, they're trying to. Unless it's like a clown from a gutter sewer. Oh <laughs> a clown from the Singapore. Like, from the Singapore clown. <laughs> it does say that it was designed by students, so now I understand. Oh. Uh, uh, okay. Maybe I should have revoked some of my comments. I mean, work hard, kids. How old are the students? Bro. That's the question. Like, I understand the cultural like significance of it, but it could have been designed so much better. Like, you just have the little yeah. the fabric or the design of the fabric, just like attach it somewhere nicely onto the shoe, not at the sandal yeah. thingamabob on top. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. You know, the types of socks with one compartment for the big toe and then the rest of the toe mm-hmm. is just like, you know, normal. What if they made the shoe kind of shaped like that, you know? And then the like sandals. Like the sock thing. shoes. Yeah, yeah, like the uh, sock the shoes. shoes. You know? oh. Yeah. I so still it's wouldn't like, buy it. <laughs> yeah, no, so weird. <laughs> That's not getting me running from my wallet. It, it would certainly look better, though. I think it would look better. It would look like if you'd put the straps in between the two toes, like the the rest of your yeah, toes and yeah, the big toe. Uh, it looked like you're walking but without like the base at all. It's just Oh yeah. <laughs> you should wear them with your um Transformers. <laughs> my Transformers <laughs> outfit, <week>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to add a little traditional flavor to my outfit. No. <laughs> Leisha, where do you think people could go to tell us their groundbreaking opinions? Yeah. On um, the sandal shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if you have any fashion opinions about these sneakers, you can let us know on Asian Pop Nation through our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. This is Asian Pop Nation. We played Twice as the Feels, their first fully English song. And then we also played Deb Never's Funky and Omoi no Take's Ever Blue because of the current updates to China's education system. It's understandable if a few students are feeling a bit blue, but we're going to be talking a little bit about that now here on APN with the APN team. Welcome back to another episode of What Will China Ban Next? Uh, <laughs> this time is a special one because they ban two things. They ban two things. The first one is a special entry Gaokao ban. Sounds a bit weird, but basically let me explain it to you. So China's top education authority has proposed a higher admission standard for high school students with special talents in the fields of sports and arts, suggesting there would be no more shortcuts to get into colleges with lower academic grades. And uh, the minister, the Ministry of Education revised regulations indicating that students better at sports or artistic flair need to pass both professional tests in their respective fields and the college entrance exam, or Gaokao. So that's what it is. So at least from what I can surmise from this description in the past, students that were sporty or arty, they were usually given a little leeway from their academic tests because, you know, they had to spend more time doing sports and arts because that stuff takes time. But uh, this time, China's been going, no, you got to be more academic. So that's the first thing they banned. But the second thing they banned, which is a uh, very interesting, is the private tutoring field. So Beijing 
has unveiled a set of regulations earlier in the year to ban their $140 billion tutoring sector, which is massive compared to Australia's like $1 billion tutoring loan. This was introduced to relieve the financial strain felt by most families and can worry less about the high cost of living and have more children to offset China's rapidly aging population, which is a consequence of its former one-child policy. So ban tutoring, you get more kids. Apparently, that was their thought process. So, yeah, I'll leave it to you guys. What do you guys like? It's a lot. Yeah, yeah that's a lot. A lot to the education system of China. Jesus. Oh, Didn't you say you get into, got into RMIT, Celeste, with a similar system that China's now banning? Yeah, look, because the course that I went into for my degree didn't require an ATAR at most like a study school of 25 and above for English. Ooh. And all I had to do was attend an interview showing my artworks. Right, <laughs> so, like, yeah. So yeah, I would clearly not get into university in China nah. if they were to ban this. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a very interesting connection that they made as well with the banning of private tutoring. Mm-hmm. So somehow it relates to having more kids, but I guess it makes sense. But how does this make sense? No, it doesn't. Yeah, I feel like it does. Like I'm because in China and in a lot of East Asian countries, you have to pay a lot for private tutoring outside of their actual schooling. I could imagine a lot of families would be stressed about having children because they'd have to pay a lot just to get them through school but wow. i don't think banning it means like well, they still need to get a really high cow cow score anyway <laughs> yeah um, yeah I, I think it's, it's like they're trying to even the playing field you know so yeah you know, i think that was the aim yeah, to make sure that all kids get an equal opportunity to learn yeah, opportunity but um, I think they did something similar in South Korea where they banned private tutoring, but that led to underground private Underground tutoring. private <laughs> tutoring? The black market of tutoring. Uh, hey, kid, you want good grades? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Sky Castle, you'll, you'll know. You want an A in English? <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine someone like in a big trench coat and then it just kind of like yeah. unveils vouchers in his coat. Oh my God. Little textbooks just yeah. like, you want this. My mommy told me not to talk with strangers like you. Oh, I don't know what to think of this, man. They're going pretty strict. I feel bad for the sports kids. Mm. Not, not the, the arts kids. kids. Not the kids. Oh, and, and, and the arts kids too. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I was I was gonna say that until yeah. Totally, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, um, no, but I mean, like, especially with sports, you know, you need to like. There's a lot of time you need to put into when it comes to like training your body and like training with your teammates for like especially team related sports. Yeah, I think the, the article did actually mention a little bit that uh, some students, they're worried, you know, because it's like, you know, sports is hard enough, but now we have to, like, use our brains. Maybe China will not win as many gold medals in ex-Olympic games. Because yeah, they're, they're gimping themselves by doing this. It's a bad move, China. <laughs> or they could be sending us more international students because of this rule. <gasps> oh. And then cha-ching for <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Just big brains. Not that is a good bad. point. <laughs> yeah, 
Australia has an, a growing market now. Yeah, I guess hey, so. Come on over here. Celeste, are you one of our investors? Are you? <laughs> no, I'm very poor. Yeah, yeah. No, but anyway, obviously a very big, complicated subject, you know, lots of things to go into it. But if you have some interesting thoughts to share with us regarding this, let us know on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram on Asian Pop Nation. This is Asian Pop Nation. We played Lisa's Money. After that, we played Daruv's Airplane Thoughts. And the last one you heard was I Don't Like Mondays, Ongaku no Yoni. Because something that's a bit like music or Ongaku no Yoni are Japanese tanka. Now, if you don't know what tankas are, they're a form of Japanese song or verse with a 57577 syllable pattern. And each week, we like to summarize what we've discussed in the form of a tanka. So, here goes nothing. <clears throat> China bans tutors. Scary clowns lingers at schools. Mario Bros. movie. Get durian bandages. See you later, space cowboy. What did you think? If you have a tanka to summarize your week, we'd love to hear it on our social media pages at Asian Pop Nations, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram pages. But in the meantime, we're going to be playing a song by Hanavu called Keeper from their next album, Public Storage, which comes out in November. So let us know if you think this tanka was a keeper as well over at our DMs. So hope you like this song, Keeper, by Hannah Vu on APN. This is Asian Pop Nation. We played Hannah Vu's Keeper from her upcoming album Public Storage, which comes out in November. After that, we played Fabi's 405 featuring Veta Born, and the last one you heard was CL's Lover Like Me. Because if you're an Asian pop culture and music lover like me and our APN team here, then you must be disappointed to hear that we've reached the end of our show tonight. So if you liked what you heard or you have any thoughts or recommendations and suggestions, you can always hit us up on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages at Asian Pop Nation. Let us know what you thought. Let us know any requests you want us to play or any people you think we should hit up for an interview there as well. You can also listen to any discussions you missed on our Asian Pop Nation podcast. You can find them pretty much wherever you stream your podcast. You'll find us. You'll see. But we're going to leave you with a song by Indigo La End featuring PH1 called Rabu because we absolutely love that you listened to us here tonight and we hope you can join us again next Tuesday at 8pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time. So we hope to see you on the flip side and on behalf of the Asian Pop Nation team of myself, Senya, Aaron, Celeste, JP and Leisha, I'd like to bid you good night and until next time, take care. This is APN signing off.